Hello, you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants. I'm your host, Beth Wilson, and I'll be bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode, I'm joined by Dominic Evans, aka Dom and Inc., the illustrator, author, and just absolute OG hun. We talk about all things LGBTQ plus community, being your authentic self, and being an ally. Enter the podcast, Dom Evans, aka Dominic. Hi, Dom. How are you? Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for coming on. It's lovely to see you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. What an absolute treat to spend my Saturday morning chatting to you. Any time. So could you please introduce yourself for my lovely listeners? Uh, hello, everybody on Beth's Amazing Podcast, Point Your Positive Pants. <laughs> uh, my name is Dominic, and I'm an illustrator, an author, and uh, the Bolton equivalent of Jim McDonald. <laughs> and I'm here <laughs> to chat to Beth all about my art, my books, and just having a nice positive outlook on life with rainbow sparkle and glitter. Love it. Best intro. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to know, how did it all start for you? How did you become the absolute hun that you are today? And I want to know about the inspiration for the books too. Uh, so I think being a hun, can I just say, right, being a hun never used to be trendy. Um, I've always been a hun, okay? I've always been, I can quote footballers' wives left, right and centre. I can quote <laughs> Tawit. I can quote Gemma Collins. And I was, and you've known me a long time. Yeah. I was doing this before being a hun was being a hun. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I was the bun in the hun oven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we've known each other quite a while and uh, I've always had quite an outgoing look on life. And I think you'll understand this because when you work in retail for a long time and you deal with horrific human beings, yeah. you learn to literally put on your positive pants after someone's been, you know, an arsehole. Um, and you just learn to go out there and be nice and just be kinder to people and treat people better. And I like to think that that kind of mindset feeds into my artwork and my messaging that I do on Instagram and on my website and at events and things like that. Um, And that's all led to me doing two books. The first one is called Free To Be Me, which is an interactive LGBTQ plus illustrated journal with Penguin Books. That is for ages 12 plus and it's to help anyone of all ages on their rainbow journey of being queer, finding out more about themselves or wanting to find out more about the community. Mm -hmm. And then I've got another book that came out in 2021 called Queer Power, which is a fully illustrated book of queer icons uh, that are all past and present. Some of them are activists that are really big right now. Some of them are celebrities. And that came out with HarperCollins and not yet announced, but it's coming out in America next year as well. Yes. Boom. And it is just the most just wonderful book. It's so colourful and you can't you can't open it without sort of feeling feeling happy. And it's really educational as well, which I think is really important too. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn from what you're putting out there. And I just thank you. Like me and Dom go back to like Manchester days. Manchester. Shout out to all the retail workers out there. And Shout out to Warehouse and Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've just always had this like amazing energy. You know, you're kind of one Aww. of those people, you walk into the room and it's just like, I don't know, you just kind of get something from you. And I knew, I just knew like this guy's going to do something 
amazing. Oh, well, I mean, I that's really it. nice. That I mean, <laughs> well, same to you, Beth. Hello, with your podcast, your movement of positivity <laughs> that you are created across the world, your blanket of love. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I think now when I go to events, because uh, I will go to the opening of like a chip shop, people now when I walk in the room instead of being like oh you know he lifts up the room like oh bloody hell Dom's here <laughs> no I'm joking I'm joking but um but no yeah I mean we go way back and I think it's it's so great to see you absolutely thriving and doing so great and I hope that everyone who listens to this is telling all their friends about all the great stuff that Beth is doing to make everyone's days a little bit cuter and better and more wholesome and joyful oh straight back at you honey oh it's so nice and I wanted to speak to you as well about I've really found like over the years kind of following you on Instagram and I, I just really feel like you're 100% living authentically you and I think that is just so so important and that's what comes across like so strongly from your work that you are just being you and you're encouraging people you know that it, it, they are okay to be whoever they want to be and I just oh, wanted to, yeah I just wanted to say that and I kind of I was thinking about it thinking about what we were going to talk about and you know if people are listening and they're like oh I just I see Dom and I just wish that you know I could wear whatever I wanted or you know I could I could feel more free to be me what would you say to them? I would say to them that you know what it's all in the little baby steps and you know don't force yourself to do some sort of like overnight emotional and physical and fashion makeover on yourself I don't think that, I think I tried that at 16 and that was a mess um, so I, I think it's a case of learning um, and leaning into all the things that you realize that you love about yourself like there's things like a year ago I didn't realize that I actually like about myself like I like the fact that I've actually got a feminine voice and that um I'm a bit camp and limp-wristed and I like the fact that I've got a wonky nose um and you know there's so many different things about me that I like about myself and there's a million reasons why people may not like those things about me but I know that that's me. And I think the more that you lean into those things and embrace those qualities and insecurities, the more that you can be free to be you because you just stop giving a shit about what people really think. And I think for me, especially the past year and a half, I've really started to develop more and experiment more with my style mm -hmm. and um, my mentality about things and what I'm looking for, even in a partner and what I put into my work. And mm -hmm. even like two years ago, I draw characters in my work that I wished I could be more like. And yeah. I didn't realize that until a few weeks ago. I was looking back at stuff oh. and I was like, oh, you know, these people in skirts and heels and things like that and eyeshadow. And then I was like, actually, I'm drawing what I wanted and I didn't really realize it. Manifestation, uh, hello. Manifestation through illustration. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm getting that on a t-shirt available Monday on the online shop. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think I think it is really important that, you know, loads. I think I get messages sometimes of people saying, oh, just seeing you do this has meant a lot. I had a message off a woman the other day who said, you wearing a skirt has meant so much to my son who's 12 and we follow you and it really means a lot because he does, you know, he's starting to learn about fashion and clothing and yeah. stuff like that's really beautiful. But I also think, you know what, you've got to look at yourself as your own icon and you've got to look in that mirror and be like, you know what? There's all these things about me that maybe sometimes I question or I'm not sure about, but what are the things that I know are facts that I am effing a hunt and gorgeous about? And I think you've got to take those little baby steps with yourself 
and slowly it's almost like putting a jigsaw back together um because I think for me I'm 35 and I've spent so long in a way conditioning myself to be completely different to how growing up I was told like what masculine was and you know how to act and how to dress and not to wear this and not to do that and over the years I think a lot of people like our age have had to deconstruct all those ideas and relearn everything from scratch (laughs) so I think that's the best thing start from scratch and build yourself back up and you'll get a massive rainbow I didn't have to finish that I was like you will get a rainbow (laughs) and I think I mean I know the whole like journey word is a bit of a a bit of a cliche but I love journey no get it get it on the get it on Spotify and get it in every sentence okay don't stop believing But I, I do. I know other people find it a bit like, oh, yeah, it's journey kind of thing. But I, d- I do genuinely think that everything is a journey, like even life is. And I would I would really hate sort of getting into my sort of 80s or whatever, just thinking, oh, I really wish I'd kind of done this and done yeah. that or or kind of been been more my authentic self. Like I just yeah, I just think, you know, what a waste of of life and I know it's it's way easier said than done don't get me wrong I'm mm. not saying you know that is easy but but yeah for me I just wouldn't want to look back and be like oh I wish I'd no exactly that like you won't want to look back and think god all those years when I could have really celebrated myself yeah and enjoyed myself and have the best time ever with me because you're mm. you're going to be your own best friend for the whole of your life aren't you really so yeah. it's the experience you have with yourself and how good you want to make it because you're the catalyst for making it good or bad and it's how you navigate that Um, so yeah absolutely I'm the same so if you want if you're sitting there now thinking do I wear the sequin disco flares to Tesco yes you do yes you do it okay (laughs) yes I love it and I want to speak to you as well about your um ally badges that you've got I've seen those on your Instagram and I think it's just it's such a good idea and I want to hear about how it came about so basically, um, in 2018, there was these awful hate crimes on two lesbians on a bus in London, and they were both yeah. beaten up by a gang. Um, and at the time, it was just about to be Pride in London as well. So I went and made my own little badges with like some rainbow hands holding hands that just said safe with me. And I just gave them out for free at Pride because it was a time when so much was happening. I knew a lot of people that were going through a lot of disturbing incidents across the UK. Mm-hmm. There was stuff going on in the world. Yeah. And it was Pride. And the thing is, what people don't understand is, like, when they come to Pride, they see all the rainbows and stuff like that. But I've been guilty of it myself, like, going to Pride, dress like a unicorn. And then on the bus, like, you see people pulling off the sparkles and the eyeshadow because you don't want to get the shit kicked out of you on that hour-long bus home, you know? Yeah. So it's a case of having these badges and creating like almost like a portable safe space. So, you know, you could wear them and someone could sit next to you on the bus and know that you're a safe space for them. Or if they're out in a cafe and they see you with a rainbow badge, they'll think, oh, that person likes gays. Okay, great. <laughs> because that's what, that's what you want to see. You know, I was just on the train last night and I saw a person opposite and they had trainers on with the trans flag which are the same pair that I've got. And I was like, looking at them and I was like, yes, okay, hon, got it. You know, I was like, you're supporting the community. So I think yeah. sometimes just a badge or just something like that goes a really long way in making someone feel safe and secure and accepted. And it can honestly make their day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when you go to hospital and some of the doctors with the NHS have the rainbow lanyards, that yeah. means so much to so many queer people who are going in. Mm-hmm. So um, I, we did these badges 
with the Gay Pride Shop in Manchester. They're literally called Gay Pride Shop UK. And they're queer owned by an amazing couple. They're in Affleck's Palace. They also do loads of facial biodegradable sustainable glitters for oh, all the queens of Drag Race. You go on that Instagram, every Drag Race queen has been into Affleck's Palace. <laughs> um, and basically they've made these badges and we've scaled up the original design and we have it in three flag colorways and they say safe with me and they're 15 quid and 100% of profits will go to Kaleidoscope Trust, will are going. Um, and Kaleidoscope Trust is this amazing international charity that basically helps support LGBTQ plus people across the world uh, during crises or anything like that. They're fantastic. And we've raised over, I think it was like, just show, it's a really limited edition run. So we've raised over a thousand pounds so far. Nice. But we're hoping well to get it to like 2,000. Like it's a, we've done a really small amount because we didn't think they'd sell as well as they did, but they've yeah. actually started selling quite well. And then Ariana DeBose from West Side Story shared them on a stories, ah. which was a massive a moment because you've got yeah. to love the DeBose. Um, and that got shared. So then we saw a little uptick in sales. So yeah, they seem to be doing good. And we just wanted to do them so that there's something for everyone. Like, you know, you yeah. can be a queer person and wear it and let another queer person know you're there for them. Mm. And you can be an ally and wear it. Um, and it's a way of just showing support and love. Oh, I mean, I love it. And the fact that it's going to a charity that it's helping people across the world. I mean, you, ch- you it seems like a small thing, but you're making a big change across the world. So yeah, that's that's amazing. Oh, well, we it. hope so. I mean, I think, mm. I think, um, I, I try and do at least two to three sort of fundraising things a year where I don't take any money from it, but we're raising something for a charity. Um, so I always try and do stuff that will give back to a community. I'll try and team up with a brand and then get a charity or a queer charity involved or things like that. And this was one that we'd had in the pipeline for such a long time. They've been in development since June last year, these badges. So Gosh. they're really like, we spent yeah. eight fine tuning them and the team at the shop have been brilliant. And if you are in Manchester, you can actually buy them in store and get your hands on them there as well. Boom. Oh, I love it. It's so important supporting charities as well. That's something Mm -hmm. like, you know, I work for a charity. It's something that I'm really passionate about. And it's been really hard during the pandemic. You know, I mean, we won't go into COVID because that's boring. But, you know, (laughs) charities have have really struggled during the pandemic. And just just the fact that you can be doing something and supporting them will mean a lot to them. And obviously, like you say, it means to a lot. It means a lot to people um, of the community as well. Yeah, love it. Totally, totally. And I think it's what's great is that the biggest, um, what's interesting is we did them as just like a thing for like anyone to wear, but we found that people mainly buying them are like allies, like as you called them, the ally badge, like people messaging me the most like, oh, am I allowed to wear one? You know, I'm straight. I'm like, of course, like you might have a, one of them was like, you know, my cousin's just come out as gay and he's like a six foot five rugby player. And I was like, yeah get a badge you know show your support he'll love that so we found a lot of allies have been really buying them in bulk which has been really lovely to to see actually because that kind of support's always needed yeah definitely and I I want to go and buy one in person when I'm next in Manchester I want to head yes. one. like oh God, we'll time out. it and if I'm in Manchester we can buy them together that would be amazing i would love that imagine we'll get a cheeky brew afterwards oh yes (laughs) we'll go and visit all the old retail sites of manchester that used to work at (laughs) king street pretamonje for lunch here we go (laughs) shout out king street shout out king street pret and king street boots Anyone not from Manchester will be like, I, yeah. And I was like, what? But if you're from Manchester, if you know, you know. 
<laughs> bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to keep on the theme of being an ally because I think that's something that everyone can always do better. I'm always wanting to learn more. So I usually ask my guests sort of t- top three tips sort of from their area. And so again, if someone's listening and they're, they're really like, look, I want to I want to show that I'm an ally. I want to be supportive of the, of the LGBTQ plus community. What can I do? What would you say? Um, is the best way to kind of be showing your support? Um, I'd say to show your support to me, if everyone could donate £300 into the bank account right now, that would be a great... <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think, you know what? I get asked this question quite a bit, actually, and I think the answers to it have kind of changed over time. But I think for me, the main crux of it is, like, number one, listening. Like, if a, if a queer person is sat there telling you their experience about something is to listen and you know I was working with a brand last year who completely talked over me on a call when I was trying to point out to them that the rainbow flags they were putting on something with my name on was the wrong rainbow flag it wasn't the pride Mm -hmm. flag and they then said the best line I've ever heard are straight people being left out of the pride conversation which to this day wow okay (laughs) but at that point I didn't feel like anyone was listening to me like I was on a call with seven people who uh I'm guessing were all straight from what they were saying no because normally you can tell when there's another queer person on the call because they get it yeah (laughs) but it, it was one of those where I just felt like no one was really listening to what I was trying to say and it felt almost performative on their end because they were just sort of, you know, going with whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is always to listen. Listen is a really important thing, whether a queer person yeah. is talking to you about their experiences or their life or what they're looking for. Um, and then secondly, I just think, you know what, educating, and I know educating can come in so many forms. So I think people think you need to go into like a dissertation on queer rights. <laughs> it could just be a matter of picking up a queer book or following a few queer Instagram accounts. I know that I've learned a lot about so many different causes just through social media. Um, It is basically like the new library, isn't it? Like you just go on your favorite account and you can learn about climate crisis or this or that. And it's really important things that we need to be fine tuned on. Um, So I think reading up on things and also I think, you know, being aware of space that you're taking up because I think, and I say that in terms of like venues, you know, the amount of times that, I've been to um, a gay bar and then there's been like uh, loads and loads of like, uh, it's like a huge, huge, huge Hindu have come in and the welcome, it's like, yes, come in. But yeah. then they're like touching drag queens, uh, hair and nails and arse, or then they're like misgendering people or trans people. Mm-hmm. And then they're like touching you up and feeling you over them, screaming and taking a lot of space. And it's like, Huns, we're here for a good time, but you don't need to like make it about you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, whereas last night I was out and there's a hendo in the bar, banging time, everyone had a great time, stunning. But I think sometimes yeah. just being aware of the space that you that you can take up. And I think that goes for everyone for different communities. You know, me as uh, within my community, I'm very conscious with jobs of being a white queer person, of taking up space away from yeah. uh, queer people of colour, you know, and yeah. queer disabled people and things like that. So I want to make sure that I'm not taking space or opportunities off them as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So listen educate space and uh, send me money (laughs) (laughs) just a side note send me money um oh I think that is just so so important about the space thing I think I hadn't I hadn't really thought of a thought of that I guess I was thinking like educate yourself and you know learning Mm -hmm. listening but but yeah I guess I'd never kind of I think it's just one of the I think it's one of the things I think um you, you see it 
especially I mean especially with like with Drag Race UK being so massive mm -hmm. there's this huge interest uh, in in drag now and it's gone so mainstream mm -hmm. um and there wasn't that interest 10 years ago when I was watching Drag Race yeah. so it's um it's interesting that you know drag venues are getting packed out mm -hmm. but there's more you know you'll see like stag dudes in there who've never been to a drag show before Mm. but we're kind of there to support but then you see some of them like taking the piss and making fun of it and it just gets a bit uncomfortable because you're like hold on what you're doing yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. so it's one of those things but also one of the main important things being an ally is just sort of like supporting and speaking up that's the best thing you can do just letting someone know who's queer you know you support them you love them and yeah. anyone's giving them shit show them some support stick up for them you know don't stand for any homophobia transphobia Stop sleeping with homophobic, transphobic huns. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of them out there. <laughs> and trust me, years ago, I was sleeping with a few too. I didn't even realize it's the last minute. And then I was like, bye. <laughs> Blocked. Yeah. And I think it's really hard as well sometimes to kind of be like, yeah, I'm going to stand up because, mm. you know, sometimes you're in a situation where, you know, you feel like it's, it's really hard yeah. to speak out. And, and I think, there's always different ways that you can show your support. And it's not necessarily, you know, I don't know if someone was shouting something in the street and you were a bit like, oh God, like I really want to say something, but I'm a bit scared because they're really big and I'm on my own as well. And yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And you might not want to speak out, but I think, yeah, there's just different ways that you can show support. Totally. I think, um, I think if it comes like there's some sort of like altercation, you mm. know, in public, and you're not comfortable intervening, it's always good to find like the nearest police officer or security guard in a store yeah. and letting them know. Or the way that everything right now is handled, start filming it. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That is yeah, such important evidence mm -hmm. for so many different things. So if you can film it, that's a great way. Um, yeah. And I think like you said, even just like wearing a badge or a lanyard, mm -hmm. that could be your way of showing support. Yeah. And if anyone says anything, then you can just be, you know, it's time to do one. <laughs> I've, I, I, have, I have trans uh, flag trainers and I've had people for being like, oh, what's that? I'm always the trans flag. And I'm like, oh, right, yeah. Oh, I don't know what I know about that. And I was like, well, good for you. I was like, well, I'm wearing the trainers. If you've got any questions, let me know. I could tell you everything, all the people to follow. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it is sometimes, like I, we've kind of touched on it before, but it's just those little things. And I think sometimes you can feel a bit overwhelmed, like sort of thinking, oh, I do really want to support, but like, you know, oh, I've got so much to learn and, you know, mm. there might be different things going through your head of what can I actually do? But really is those small things. And, and like we said, showing your support in a different way. And if things are happening at work, you might not feel confident to kind of speak up at the time, but like drop someone an email or, or speak to your yeah. manager about yeah. it or, you know, things like that. It's kind of like we've said, it doesn't have to be always you know if, if you're feeling a bit shy and you don't want to say something there are there are yeah totally and I think you're right there as well like if it's especially in a work environment there's so many different sort of like dynamics that go into that so hard, yeah. if you witness something happen you can always have like a side conversation with a line manager or an email and just be like I was not comfortable with how this person yeah but was spoken to or dealt with this or a b c d e f and g and then yeah, that yeah. can be progressed because that is a dynamic where it is difficult but there are systems in place hopefully yeah that will help you out a bit with that and if there's not you're probably in the wrong place if there's not leave <laughs> if there's not you freelance like me 
yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know some places you know where I work we've got an EDI manager and that's mm. something that's you know really important they've set up kind of staff networks and there's different things oh, going on and, and I, I see a change happening and you know I kind of wasn't really happy with something that was dealt with um and I just dropped him an email and was like I'd really like to chat to you about this you know and, it, and it's little things like that you know if you yeah. if you don't say anything people can let things people slide. won't know and, people don't know yeah you carry on saying stuff so mm. it is important even with friends sometimes you've got to be like right don't say that anymore or mm. you know even when you have a word of yourself like I'm 35 yeah. I can't say that I've sat here and never said anything problematic in my entire life yeah. like I think you know it's one of those things and it's just calling yourself out on stuff that you've done but also just making sure with friends or I mean I've been on a date when someone said something that was transphobic and I, mm. I said like you can't really say that and then it turned out that he was like very anti-trans stuff. And I was like, okay, well, fair enough, but you're not my cup of tea, hon. Okay. Goodbye. But yeah. you can pay the bill. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think having those little side conversations, uh, especially in a work environment and yeah. just making sure people know that you're aware of it. Because if they know that you're aware of it, then it's a case where they kind of can't not do something about it because the issue has been raised. So they kind of have Definitely. to act on it. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, there might be a bit of, I mean, I don't want to go to sort of psychology degree, but mm. I think there might be like, you know, a bit of past trauma there and a bit of like, you know, beating yourself up about stuff that you might have said, you know, years yeah. ago that now you wouldn't dream of saying, but you were brought up in a certain way or you were surrounded by certain people. And if everyone's saying a certain phrase, for example, it's like, you don't know it's wrong at that age like yeah. there's no there's no one to tell you that it's wrong and then you kind of grow up just thinking that that's okay and then actually you know you're learning more and finding out loads of stuff and and I do think obviously like over time phrases and and words to say do kind of come and go like obviously over mm. over history things have kind of come in and, and changed and sometimes people are a bit like oh I don't I don't really know what you know what would you say anymore kind of thing mm. but again it's just that education piece isn't it yeah exactly it's just it's just that whole bit of like going out there and absorbing as much information as you can mm. and look I've learned so much in the past few years that's informed mm. my work and the books and things like that yeah. um, and even with free to be me to make sure that we were clear on vocabulary we got the official stonewall a to z okay. at the back yeah. So people can look up terms if they don't understand what you know asexual is or things like that mm. um but yeah, I think vocabulary and things like that change so much over time. And I think there's still, it's interesting that, you know, queer now is a word. When I grew up, it was a massive slur and it was something oh, exactly. that I was called a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but whereas now, like the Gen Zs have reclaimed that word mm. and they have made it. And it's, all, it's also like a really great word. I think like if you're like trans and non-binary and like asexual, mm-hmm. instead of having to say all that and having to label yourself, yeah. it's like because also that's the problem isn't it we, we're we in this culture where it's like um you don't really want labels to exist mm. you kind of you just you, you want to live label free and labelless. Yeah. but at the same time to bring visibility to certain co- uh, communities and causes yeah. we need labels so people understand the yeah. context of not having the label <laughs> yeah. so words like queer you can say oh i'm queer and then it kind of like that covers so many different bases <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> than having to go through like nine different subcategories of what you are and are not and explaining them. Um, but yeah, I even with Queer Power, you know, it was one of those where with the title, there was a minute where we were like, what do we mm. call it? Just because that has such a strong connotation. 
yeah. slurs. But then when you look on TikTok, you know, you search hashtag queer and it's, I mean, it's a mess. It's brilliant. It's just like yeah. dances, drag reveals, glitter, coming out stories. It's beautiful. So it's amazing how that vocabulary has changed so much over time. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, your book definitely celebrates that. That comes across, you know, straight oh, away as you. you open it. It's a party on every page. Oh, it, yeah. That's, I that remember saying that. I was like, I want it to like a pride party on every page. <laughs> it actually is love it oh thank so, you we're coming towards the end um so i always ask my guest um for any recommendations so i think we'll stick with the ally theme and so if if people are listening and you know want to hear more want to find out more have you got any kind of it could be anything a podcast instagram youtube channel whatever is there anything that you'd recommend i'd say the ultimate book for allyship on every level whether it's lgbtq plus or whether it's race or whether it's disability or anything is read this to get smarter by blair amani who's a mate of mine and she did this book and she's amazing and it's basically a whole book that covers so much stuff and it's done in really great the way she writes it like the information is digestible it sticks it's bite-sized and it's yeah. also got really great bits where it's like if your friends say this this is how you can speak to them about it so okay. she's done it in ways that you know if you aren't comfortable saying things a certain way yeah. um it's kind of got replies in there of how you could deal with the situation without right. stressing yourself out or being worried um, and she's fantastic and the book is brilliant I'm so lucky to have got a copy um and it's it's just gorgeous it's just it breaks everything down and every time you pick it up, you learn something. Yeah. And I, I love her videos. The smarter in seconds. Smarter in seconds. Yeah, they're so good. They're so, yeah. so good. And, and uh, she's just like really clear. You know, she, she uses sort of the real definitions, but then breaks it down. And, mm. you know, so you're like, oh. It's like that. So it's basically like smarter in seconds, but a book of it. Um, right. I and it's just it. brilliant it's so fantastic and it's it's really she shines a lot of visibility on so many important communities and causes mm-hmm. and issues that we all need to be talking about so yeah oh. I definitely recommend that to everybody and your stuff obviously I'll pop oh obviously and all notes. my books all of mine <laughs> which I expect everyone to I want the one on number one on every chart ever <laughs> after this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. It's been so nice to catch up with you. Oh, thank you for having me, Beth. Your smiley little face. Thank you. (laughs) Honestly, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to me. Honestly, it's been so lovely. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was so lovely to chat with Dom again after all these years. And I'm just so proud of him. If you'd like to be a guest on the pod too, drop me a DM on Instagram at Positivity with Beth or drop me an email, thejoyseries1 at gmail.com. That is a number one. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. And if you'd like to leave me a review too, that would be great. Until next time, bye!